Uh, well, let me just start. I had this conversation with more than one person within probably the last month talking about the delivering power of Jesus. Now, nobody can deliver like Jesus can. Uh, we sing, can't nobody do it like Jesus. Can't nobody save me like Jesus. Can't nobody fix it like Jesus. But, you know, I know those are songs, but I think if we sing it, we ought to believe it. Ain't no sense in singing something you don't don't believe in, you know. It's, it's not, those are not just old folk songs or something like that. That's, uh, we believe that Jesus is able uh, to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. We believe he could do that. Um, and so I know that Jesus can do anything. I am a, a testament of that. I, you know, I, if you had known me before I knew him, the old song said, well, you would know what a work God has done in my life. And I'm thankful that most of you did not know me before then. But Jesus can just simply do anything. For anyone who thinks that they cannot be made whole by him has not really had a sit down with Jesus yet. Because when you sit down with him and reason with him, you're going to find out that he changes things. The scripture said, let us reason together. And though your sins be as scarlet, they can be white. I can change it from this extreme to that extreme. There's a change that happens. He, he's, he, he's not trying to just give us, uh, you know, some kind of metaphor, allegory, just to paint a picture. But it sets a picture in my mind that scarlet is one color and white is another color. And white is the absence of the scarlet. He's not just giving you a new garment. He said, I will wash you. Wash the color off you. I'll, I'll take that stain away. I'll, I'll remove that from your soul. Something different is going to happen when you hear what I offer and when you believe what I can do. Something different is going to be uh, in place of what you had. It's not going to be the same. If we believe what Jesus did at Calvary, then we've got to believe that it really has an effect on our life, but knowing what it can do and letting it do what it can do. Here's where uh, our faith uh, has to become uh, uh, perfect in him. For we've got to believe that what he did in my life, that the blood that washed over me when it washed me whiter than snow, no, it didn't remove my memories and it didn't remove uh, my human flesh and, and those things that I have to battle, but it did change me. It changed me. And, and because of that change, now I am uh, just indicted by the word of God to walk in the newness of life. And the thing about that is, is people say, it's so hard to go into the new. It's not hard. Walk now in the newness of life. Realize that there's something better and just start walking in it. You may not feel like you have it all together, but you can still follow Jesus. 
You may not feel like I'm at the place that Jesus wants me to be, but you can still follow Jesus. You can still pray and you can still fast and you can still worship God and, and you can still have the habit of coming to the house of God to pray. You can change your lifestyle. When people do it all the time. They do it for health reasons. I know people that had to go in because they something going on with their heart or something like that. And the doctor told them, said, if you don't cut this, 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 this out, you're going to be dead the next time I see you. And, buddy, they stopped smoking and they stopped drinking. And they stopped eating all the good stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, they, but, but they said, and they started dropping weight and doing things. And, and it was hard, but they had to do it so they'd live. But when Jesus gave us the Holy Ghost and washed us in his blood and we were buried with him in baptism and raised up to walk in the newness of life. Man, he gave us the power to change. I know he's the one that institutes that change, but the choice, you've heard me say it, the choice to change is up to us. And if we really believe that he died for us on Calvary, that the blood really did work, that that sacrifice was real, we can be delivered. Hear me. Not almost delivered. Not partly delivered. But new creatures. So Paul writes to the church, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When something's new, it's new. It ain't been tried yet. It ain't been tested yet. It ain't been used yet. It's new. It's not blemished. It's not secondhand. It's not refurbished. It's new. Your life has not been remodeled. Friend, it's been made new. I said this one time before. I said, God's not remodeling a church. He's building a church. He's got new material. He's not using secondhand junk. He's got brand new material material because if any man be in Christ and we are the church that he is a new creature and old things are passed away he intended for that death he said if we're in the likeness of his death he intended for things in our life to die so we're buried with him in baptism and so he intends on us burying the old man and so we're buried in water with him in baptism and we leave that life behind. When you bury those things, when something passes away and it's buried, you have no more access to it unless you go digging. Hear, hear what I'm saying. It's time to stop grave robbing. It's time to stop going back to the grave and pulling things out that Jesus buried in his blood. It's time to stop reaching down and putting stuff back. He washed us whiter than snow. I don't want to pull up things and put it back on. I don't want the clothes of a dead man. When Lazarus came out, he said, loose him and let him go. Get him out of those clothes. He don't need them no more. And he was completely alive because it said, and he that was dead came forth. He that was, that's past tense. He was to the moment Jesus said, come forth. He was dead and lifeless and stinking. But from the time that the word hit him, broke through that veil, went through into death, reached into his life, put that spirit back in him. He became a living soul once again. 
No more corruption. No more sickness. Friend, he was uh, alive just like anybody that was outside wailing and hollering. And there was probably some wailing and hollering when they seen that man come out of the tomb. But he said he can't stay in those clothes. He's not dead anymore. Lazarus, you don't ever come back to this place and hang out. That's not who you are anymore. You're not dead. You have been delivered. You have been set free. You have been changed from one situation to the other. They saw his lifeless body. They saw his resurrected body. Just like Jesus. They saw his lifeless body. And in three days, they saw his resurrected body. And he was changed. He was different. When I, one of my favorite stories in Scripture is in Matthew 8, as Jesus is coming down from teaching, and that leper comes running to him and says, If you will, you can heal me. And he said, I will. And before he did it, he touched him. And now we heard Brother Harvey talking about that, you know, that would have made Jesus unclean by man's standards because if they were a leper, they had to stay. Look what leprosy did. It kept people away. It kept them away from their homes, from their families, from people. They had to stay away. They had to always declare the uncleanness so uh, they didn't accidentally, somebody didn't accidentally touch them or touch something they had, that they had touched. It was just that, just completely separated far away. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't go to the temple. They were unclean. They couldn't go in and worship God with everybody else. Unclean. But when Jesus touched that man, he made him clean. He made him whole. He was no longer a part of a leper. Just one finger leprosy. Wasn't big toe leprosy. He was completely from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Leprosy was gone from his body. And he was different. He was no longer far off. You know, it reminds me that the scripture said, and we that were one time far off are now made nigh by the blood. The cleansing, the changing brought us close. It changed our location. This man could now go home and hug his family without any fear of making them unclean, without breaking the law. He could now go to the temple and offer and worship because Jesus had changed him completely. If he had one little bit of leprosy, he couldn't go. But that's what Jesus does. He gets rid of all of it. And we've got to stop acting like all he did was make us be born again, but he didn't really get rid of all of it because he gets rid of all of it. He does not take our humanity. Don't confuse his delivering power with your battle with humanity. We're always going to face temptations and we're going to have battles. We've got memories. We've got emotions. But nothing changes the delivering, complete, uttermost delivering power of Jesus. He gets rid of all of it. And if we will recognize that the blood washed it all away, we can walk in newness of life and people can see us different, acting different, talking different, being different being delivered, walking in the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I don't have to uh, revisit those things. He delivered me from them. I don't have to look like, well, I wasn't worthy, so I guess I'll keep some of this stuff around. Get rid of it. 
when I came to the Lord, I knew that something had happened. I couldn't have explained it to, to anybody except to say that God touched me and God washed me. And I don't know how to make you understand that. You're just going to have to taste and see for yourself. But when I got home that night, I've heard, you've heard me tell this. I'm trying to get back to my notes. But when I got home that night, I came in. Nobody was awake. Nobody even knew I was going to church, really. Or in, in, didn't even know I had been baptized or anything. I just didn't talk about it uh, up to that point. But I came home. I walked in my room. And, man, my room was like the chamber of horrors. It was skeletons all over the wall and, and heavy metal posters and all kind of ugly posters and things and just scary stuff and Freddy Krueger everywhere and, and Megadeth and Iron Maiden. And you just you get the picture, man. It was, it was rough in that room. All my shirts had something like that on it. All my jeans had holes like this, 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 all over the place. I didn't have no clothes. Man, I had just mess. And I, I stopped at the threshold of my room, flipped the light on, I looked around the walls, and, and it's like the Spirit just held me there. And it, I didn't even know what really what that meant, but it's just like I couldn't step in. It is like, this stuff's got to go because this is part of a lost life. And we just buried that fella. So it's time to get rid of this stuff. I went in the kitchen, got some trash bags. I started pulling posters down. Uh, every single, po anything that was on my wall, it was gone. Everything on my shelves, gone. I went through my closet and every concert t-shirt, everything that had any, all that ugliness on it, gone. Started I didn't have no clothes left when I was done. It was like, I had to start, I had to start borrowing Will's clothes. You know how humbling that is for an older brother to borrow his younger brother's clothes? But I didn't have nothing that didn't have clothes in it. And Will wore all that big baggy stuff, so it fit me perfect. So, uh, so until I got some new stuff, I didn't have nothing to wear. But it was fine. And I turned around, I looked, and I had a huge collection of music. Man, I had albums, cassettes, and uh, that's four CDs got coming around, really. And uh, I was still old school with that. But I had to, so, man, thousands of you know, stuff. And I said, man, if I were to sell all this for a dollar a piece at the, you know, at the, Pawn shop, I'd have thousand dollars. I said that, you know, that'd be nice. And the spirit said, "Now, why would you let somebody else have your chains? Good enough for me." Start putting it in the trash bag. <laughs> Took it out, put it on my truck. Two o'clock in the morning, drove to the public dumpster in my county and started throwing that stuff in the dumpster. Wasn't gonna hang around. Wasn't gonna give it a chance to, to, to whisper back at me and say, hey, come in, let's take a listen. I took it down there and started throwing it. I started to just throw it out. And somebody, I, I was like, something said, hey, somebody might look in there and see them things not, and they might take them out. So I broke them one at a time. I take them see, I just throwing them in there, taking them albums, <laughs> slinging them off like that. Just and I out loud I was saying, you thought you had me, but I got away. Breaking stuff, tearing album covers up. Because I knew that Jesus had changed this man. My mind could not comprehend that stuff anymore. It didn't want that stuff anymore. And I'm telling you, that's what Jesus does. And when people, when the saints 
And when we start remembering what Jesus did for us, and when we start telling people uh, what Jesus can do, see, we're not going to convince nobody if we're not convinced. We ain't going to trick nobody into this. If they can't see the difference, uh, well, they, that's just a habit. That's just a hobby because really you are who you used to be, but you just go somewhere on Sunday. I ain't got my big pulpit to hide behind. You hear what I'm saying? This is what Jesus does, and this was his intention all along. He never told us you would forget who you were. He never said you would not have temptations in your flesh, but he said, when I died on Calvary, when I gave my life and spilled my blood to wash you from your sins, it wasn't just uh, to wash you so you could go get dirtied up again, huh? but he said, I gave you power to keep your garments clean, to stay spotless from the world. We have that ability. Don't ever get it wrong and think, well, we're all, you know, I, Sometimes that phrase gets me a little bit. We're all just sinners saved by grace. No, I, and I get that because we were. But now we're saints. We've been changed. And again, I get that phrase. I do. I get it. But the people most of the time that are quoting it are using it for a loophole. So they can explain away and make an excuse for their failure. And friend, we're going to fall sometimes. Don't get me wrong. But wanting that life, thinking that that life still has power over me, when you went down in the water, that life lost the power. If you really went down by faith in the name of Jesus, if you came up out of that water and you felt like something was different, it's because that it was. Something happened in that water by faith in his name. Something happened when the Holy Ghost moved in. And we don't have to act like it didn't really take or I'm just, you know, I'm just a work in progress. I get that. Because God's always molding and shaping us. But we have got to stop acting like there was not full deliverance at our new birth. Because there was. If there wasn't full deliverance, there was new, no new birth. A child can't be partway delivered and say, well, we got a baby. Oh, no. You got to get that child out before the new life can start. And Jesus brought us out. He delivered us with a great deliverance. And he is able to save them to the uttermost. Not partly, but to the uttermost. Sometimes it would help us if we knew what he was saying. Because Paul, who even says uttermost? Uttermost ain't got nothing to do with a cow. That's utter. You can have your milk the uttermost, but he's going to save you to the uttermost. And so I just thought, I said, let me just, let's, let's just understand what the writer in Hebrews was writing here so that we can see and maybe grasp, believe what Jesus did. He is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He will not die, but he abides forever. And because he does, he's always making intercession for us. But when he saved us, he saved us to the uttermost. The word it is pentelus. 
That's the Greek word. And it comes from two other words, but it, essentially pantelis means full-ended, entire, or completion. Jesus doesn't partly save you. He completely saves you. Your salvation is entire. It encompasses all that you were. It's because such were some of you, but now you are. This is who you are. You are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of our Lord and by the Spirit of our God. So he said, and it's a, he brought a full end to what had you. Woo! He brought a full end. Well, oh, when will this end? When you go down in the water and the blood washes you quite as snow and when the Holy Ghost moves inside of you and you are born again, there is a full end to the things that had a hold on you. The only way those shelves get restocked is if we start restocking them. So he said, the word is pentelus. Now, two words. The first word is pas, P-A-S, pas. It means all, any, every, the whole, all manner of, and by all means. Thoroughly, whatsoever, whoo, whole or whosoever. It reminds me of how many times Jesus would say, hey, will you just feel better? What he said is it. Will you be made whole? Because I'm not coming here just to get rid of your headache. I'll heal the tumor. Yeah, I'm not here just to, to, to pat you on the back and say it'll be okay. I'm here to deliver you. He said, will you be made whole? But he said, whatsoever, that means anything, whatsoever it is, the blood of Jesus, John wrote, cleanses us from all sin, whatsoever sin that may be. And then he said, whosoever, quit thinking that, oh, somehow you were that one individual that just really couldn't be completely cleansed or made whole. He said, whosoever. Don't ever look at anybody and think that they can't have what Jesus is offering, that they can't be delivered. You know what? In this world, man, they can tattoo themselves from head to toe with their... I've seen a, a recent testimony of this guy. You couldn't even see any skin color on his face because of the tattooing he had done. But he met Jesus. And he can't change that now. It would be too much. It's too painful. He can't do it. But it doesn't stop the fact that he's a new creature in Christ. And people may look at him and go, ooh, I'm going to go to the other side of the room. But he could pray a prayer of faith that would save them. He could pray, the, uh, he, he could pray that prayer of faith and they could be made whole. He could baptize them in Jesus' name if he wanted to because it ain't about that face anymore. He was delivered. It looks strange to see him being, you know, because you would look at him and think, he's the kind of guy that just comes up and knifes people. Or, you know, he's just, he's scary. And you would probably never just approach him. But you could go up and say, hey, how are you? And he might say, do you know about the love of Jesus? And it would be so strange to us that it was coming from those lips because we thought he would be like, hey, you want to go to the Megadeth concert with me? You know, 
That, no, he wants to know, do you know about Jesus? Because I got to tell somebody about what changed me and it made me different and I'm completely delivered. God can do that. In Revelation, he said, and whosoever will, let him come and take of the water of life freely. Whosoever will. There are no disqualifications. There's no application process. It's just whosoever will, let him come. And when you get that river of life, that living water, it makes you different. That's why Jesus was offering living water to that woman at the well. He said, because it will stop you from thirsting for the things of this world. So that's one part of it. Pos, all, any, every, the whole all manner of thoroughly, whatsoever, whole, whosoever. Now, the second word is tello. And it means to set out for a definite point or goal. Jesus did this with an expectation in mind. I, for I've gone away to prepare a place for you, that where I am you may be also. It's not the Lord's will that any perish, but that all would come to repentance. Uh, God had a, a reason, a point, a goal uh, for us to hear. Paul uh, realized that. He said, I've finished my course. I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. And now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not for me only, but all them that love his appearing. There's a goal. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. I, I've run my race. I've crossed the finish line. There's a goal. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the goal. So it means to set out for a definite point of goal, the conclusion of an act. That means it's over. Jesus saves to the uttermost. That old life is over. It's, hear me, it's over. It's over. It means termination. It has been terminated. It no longer exists. It has no more power. It's been terminated. It's no more in force. It reminds me of what he said on the cross. When he took on the sin of the world, with the sin of the world on him, he said, it is finished. It's concluded. It's terminated. It's done. Whatever it is, there's, it has no more power. I've defeated every manner of sin. My blood will wash away because I finished what God gave for me to do. The sacrifice has been made and the blood of the spotless Lamb of God now washes us whiter than snow and it washes away all sin. It is finished. I can't live like it's not over. It's over. It's time to break up with that old life. It's time to be faithful to the first love. And he is our first love because he loved us first. But there's another part of tello that I love. It means an impost. If you don't know what that is, that's a tax. Or a levy, which means to exercise a tax on people. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were all concluded under sin that God could have mercy on all of us. There's none righteous, no, not one. We've all sinned, and the wages of sin are death. We used to sing uh, that, that God paid 
I had, had a debt I could not pay, so he, he paid a debt he did not owe. We couldn't pay. We couldn't do anything to loose us from that. that uh, uh, we were on the, you know, those songs that I was on the auction block of sin. Uh, and, and, and sin had the highest bid till the blood came in. But listen what it says. It means an impost or a levy, but it means as paid. It's amazing what you find in a word, isn't it? So in, in uttermost, it means there's a full end to whatever you've been going through. It means it's terminated, that now you've got a goal to get to and that Jesus has paid the price for your freedom, for you to be loosed, for you to be able to walk in the spirit, to walk in the newness of life. I'm telling you something. When Jesus got a hold of you, he got a hold of you. And when Jesus got a hold of you, he got some things out of you. And it's time to start accepting that I've been delivered. I have been set free. I have been loosed. The chains have no more hold on me. He broke those things off of me. It's gone. Don't confuse the temptation of your flesh with a lack of the ability of the blood of Jesus. Oh, no, it does what it does. It gets you out. It sets you free. It changes who you are. But the enemy don't go around looking for who he's already got. He goes around looking for those that got away. He's trying to hurt them back in. He's trying to, uh, to get us back. Just like Egypt said, hey, we let them go. We're stupid. We're going to go get them back. But that was to their destruction. And the enemy just don't, maybe he does, maybe he don't. But he's running straight toward destruction. Because let me tell you, once you go down in that water, he can't bring back the sin that Jesus washed away. He, he, can't, he, can't, he can't touch that grave. He can't rob that grave and say, now I'm going to go sneak up on them while they're asleep and put that old man back on them. The blood don't just, it, it just it does, you know what happens when something's buried? It, it just, it'll decay. It's gone. Eventually it's gone. Now in the natural, that takes a long time. But in the spiritual, when it goes down in that grave, it's buried, but you can't, you can't find it. The enemy can't find it. Ain't nobody else can find it. You can't be that. You'd have to start over to do the things that you buried. Because it's, it's gone. But we've got to believe that Jesus saves to the uttermost. That the debt is paid. Oh, I'm so thankful that he has gotten rid of those things. That, that, that phrase, an impost or levy is paid. It means you've been purchased with his own blood. Acts tells us that God purchased us with his own blood. The Bible says we are the purchased possession, that we are bought with a price, that we are redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus. That, that word redeemed means to compensate for the defects of. We were all defective. But he redeemed us. And he makes up for where we lack. He compensates us with the spirit. So it fixes the defects in our life. It means rescue, justify, vindicate. 
And I'll just remind you one more time, and such were some of you. But now you are washed, and you are sanctified, and you are justified. Oh, friend, we've got to know today that Jesus saves to the uttermost, that it is a complete deliverance. And the greatest joy you'll ever have is just to stand up and walk in that deliverance. Believe what he did in your life. I knew I didn't know everything about the Bible. I knew very little about the Bible. I didn't understand people praying and falling in the floor. I didn't understand why they took off running or danced and shouted. I didn't understand a lot of things. But what I knew, I felt like that blind man. He said, hey, I don't know what you're asking me. He said, but what I do know is I was blind, and now I see. Well, you don't really see real good. No, I see good, 20-20. Probably a little hazy, a little fuzzy. That's everybody around him talking because they don't believe that Jesus can do a complete work in your life. But he said, oh, no, you see that fly up on that mountain? No, I don't. I do. He said, he fixed my vision. It was complete. It wasn't partial. It wasn't hazy. It was complete. And he was blind. And as even his parents, they saw, well, people say, well, it looks like him, but the guy we know that looks like that, he don't see. Is this your son? Well, it's him. But how he started seeing, we don't know. Ask him. So they asked him again. So why are you asking me again? You're going to follow Jesus? Woo, that'll get you stoned. Keep asking me what happened. I'm going to keep asking you, when are you going to try it? But the thing is, is, is that do you see what I'm saying and what Jesus did with people? And if he'll do that for physical bodies that are going to pass away, what will he do for your eternal soul? He'll get rid of leprosy in your soul. He'll get rid of spiritual blindness. He'll get rid of spiritual anemia and lameness and and crippling things, and God's able to do that today. He delivers completely. Do you think that, that guy, he got his sight? You think he didn't ever trip up on something or stump his toe? Sure he did. But it don't change the complete work that Jesus did in his life. So remember that God delivers completely and then live like it. I can't imagine a guy that was blind from birth, now that he can see, walking around like this. What are you doing, man? Oh, I, I like that darkness. It, no, no, no. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being blood-bought and spirit-filled. Going back to them dark places that I used to hang out involved in things that I knew were wrong even then when I was when I was wrong I knew it was wrong but she didn't care ain't no consequence to it nobody's looking Jesus always looking saw everything and still said it don't take no special formula it don't need uh, my blood don't need a reboot it don't need uh, anything added to it the blood is able to change you the Bible says that if a man knows to do good and does it not, it is possible to do good. That's the scripture that got me, that brought me to the altar because of the conversation I had with, out with someone that night. I said, I know it's good to go to church. I can't do it. The next night in service, God said, well, I'm going to knock on your door right here in the middle of this whole crowd. I'm fixing to get you. 
I don't know how many people was there that night. It was a Wednesday night, so usually that's a little less, but that service was rocking from the opening. And while I sat there in that seat, the Lord gave that scripture to Sister Rebecca Kreider, and she said, the Lord said, this is for somebody tonight. If a man knows to do good and does it not, to him it's sin. It's like the whole world stopped. I was like, there's no way that she just said that. Sister Ebhar said, say it again. She said it, a, she said it a second time. And when she said it the second time, the most pleasant voice said, I heard you. And that's my answer. What are you going to do? And that was it. All the sound came back on, everything I could hear. I was crying like I have never cried in my life. There was a well that was coming out of my soul, begging, pleading, just couldn't make, couldn't say nothing, just a sound was coming out. I think it was the sound of the old man dying. Found my way to the altar that night, lifted my hands, didn't know what to do, told God I was sorry. Whatever this was, I don't ever want to lose it. Please let me keep it. He answered the first prayer I ever asked because I've never wanted to turn around and go back no matter how bad it's gotten. No matter how hard it was on any day, I've never thought, man, I'll just quit serving the Lord. Mm -mm. Because he did something that night. I repented. Repentance does something too. You make your mind up. There's something that frees you up. When you make your mind up, and you've got to make your mind up. It's the goodness of God that leads us. And I saw how good God was that night when he, he spoke in the middle of that service to me. Because he had something he had to get done and accomplish in my life. And so I made a decision. That freed me up. I jumped up right after the altar, grabbed Brother Ebhard. I said, I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. He said, when do you want to do it? I said, right now the Lord might come back tonight. I said, I've got to get in that water. I've got to get these sins washed off me. I've got to do it now. And I, we went in that water, and it was uh, cold, and it was fine. And I come out, and I knew when I come out of that water, I was not the same. Anymore, I, it was me. You look in the mirror, that's me. But, oh, I'm telling you, it wasn't me. It was something else. It was a new creature. And, friend, I just said, I'm going to take it and run. I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to run with this thing. i got to stop. Is it two, really two minutes? i got a lot of scripture, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't make them kids sit out there in the hall. I might have to finish this Wednesday night. I don't know. Um, yeah, because I'm not even going to start with just two minutes left, a minute left to finish this, but I've got to finish this because it's, it's vital that we understand we can't we're going to be we're going to serve God, come on to the music baby um, we're going to serve God frustrated if we don't realize that God completely delivers and again don't confuse your temptations or Things like that with, that God didn't deliver. Because the Bible says, though a good man fall. Well, I, I'm inclined to think that goodness in us, it comes from God. Because Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. So any goodness we have, it comes from the Lord. So the psalmist was writing about someone, stand with me. Uh, someone who loved the Lord. And he said, though a good man fall, he's got some godly attributes. He's not utterly cast down. 
Because the God we serve saves to the uttermost. And falling, it doesn't cancel out the love of God. It doesn't erase your new birth. You don't have to go back and start over. Get up where you are. Because God sets you on a journey. You didn't, when you fail, you didn't fall off the road. You fell on the road. You're still on the right road. Just get up and keep walking. When he puts you on that road, stay on it. Even when you fall. Just fall in the right direction. Get up, look up, dust off, and keep moving. God, I'm sorry. Because you changed me. That's not who I am anymore. But I tripped. But you delivered me, and I believe it. A mistake doesn't mean that it didn't take. It did take. But we've got to start living and believing that God can deliver us, and we don't have to do the things of the world. We're not weaker than the world. Friend, we're not weaker than our flesh. There is no weapon formed against us that can prosper. And there is no enemy greater than the one that lives inside of you. You hear me? Well, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And when we start, when the church starts holding that banner up and living under that banner, this is who we are. We are the saints of the Most High. This world's going to notice, and your friends are going to notice, and people are going to notice, and you're going to live better and feel better because Jesus saved you to the uttermost. If you want to hear the rest of it, you have to.